and welcome to The Metals Money and Markets Weekly, brought to you by Mining Stock Daily with exclusive syndication at kitco.com. I'm your host, Trevor Hall, and joining me to recap this week's numbers is the mercenary geologist, Mickey Fulp. Oh, hey, Mickey. Uh, it's a pleasure to finally have you back here on the show, joining us somewhere in Midwest, Midwest of the country in Missouri in a coffee shop. Uh, glad we could catch you, and welcome back, my friend. Good to be. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's start with precious metals. It's been Thursday was a great day for precious metals. We're going to see what outperformed what, but they were all up. Well, they were all up yesterday and all up today too. So, um, pretty good day for the PMs. And a lot of this came on the back of a weaker U.S. dollar. Weak dollar was significantly weaker, but also I think we should factor in the the election uncertainty that is still going on um, and we don't expect that to end anytime soon because there are going to be lawsuits and lawsuits and it's likely going to the Supreme Court at some point before it's fully decided. That said, gold closed at 1952 up over 4%. You know, it was really range bound or hovering around 1900 or below in the last what four or five weeks and this is all it took was a weaker u.s dollar and election uncertainty silver was up more than double it's always more volatile it closed at 25.58 up 8.3 percent on the week platinum mimic gold up 46 dollars 887 that's five and a half percent gain and the big winner this week was palladium Close at 2370, whopping 13 percent this week. That's an amazing game, my goodness. Yeah, and I think it probably has to do with the fact that no matter what we're going to have, it's likely to be a divided government, and so at some point we'll have some sort of stimulus and palladium and copper, which was also up this week, uh, are industrial metals. Let's talk about copper because, uh, you know, copper moved and some of the copper stocks really moved today as well. was up strongly and it is in contango. 11 cent gained at 314. That's three and a half percent. Really driven by China, which we all know started this pandemic. And uh, they're the first to recover uh, going into big economic stimulus and that leads to copper demand uh, speculative volumes in the three world markets remain very strong so that's driving a bullish view of copper too i want to ask you and get your thoughts here on copper mickey my question is uh is this a healthy mid you know short to midterm trade here on copper or is it uh if can we see some sort of turn in the economy really bring copper down with it well, I think you'd have to depend on the turn in the economy. And personally, I don't see a real turn in the economy, especially with a divided government, which is most likely what we're going to have. So it's, we'll talk a little bit more about this later. But, uh, you know, um, the world will, is and will recover from whatever damage the panda pandemic has done. 
All right. Uh, you did want to talk about that platinum to palladium ratio. It's awfully low. Yeah, it's getting down to historic lows here. It uh, fell to 0.37, and I'm scrolling down our board, and I think as uh, I'm looking at it, about 0.34 was the lowest that we saw this year, which, of course, was a record. So, um, palladium soared. Platinum did well, too, but palladium more than doubled its game. Mickey, let's turn over to energy because after that double-digit percentage loss last week, it was able to rebound a little bit. Yeah, got obviously oversold last week, rebounded to 37.41, up 5% this week. Let's look at the numbers, rigs, plus 5, production. (laughs) I don't know what to think of EIA production numbers over the last two months, which is two to three months is lag time before official numbers come. It looks like a jagged sawtooth. Uh, we lost a half or 600,000 barrels a day this week, supposedly down to 10.5 million barrels. We can't put a lot into that number. Uh, inventories were down 8 million barrels. That's encouraging. Imports um, remain very low at 5 million barrels a day. Refineries are flat. We kind of expect this this time of year. Now, the really, if Biden, as it looks like right now, becomes the next president of the United States, um, he's going to be hamstrung because it looks like the Republicans will control the Senate. But he can issue executive orders that will severely affect the oil and gas industry in the U.S. Um, can stop pipelines Dakota Access Keystone, that's likely to happen. Uh, rejoin the Paris Climate Accord. Cut back Alaska drilling. Uh, reinstitute methane uh, regulations for uh, flaring. Uh, he's already talked multiple times about a fracking ban on federal lands. And he can slow down or, or even stop uh, new drill permits on federal lands. So oil industry looks to be in a bit of difficulty to me here. Yeah, it certainly will be one to watch. Did you have a tidbit for us this week from the well, that oil was, patch? That was the tidbit. Okay. <laughs> and, and it being that, that we're, we're going to look at massive job losses in the oil patch with the Biden administration. More so than we already have had. Oh, yes. Unfortunately. Yep. Yep. Uh, Mickey, let's talk about uranium. Uh, it had a Pretty big move percentage-wise, uh, one of the best moves we've had all year. Yeah, it was up 75 cents. It exceeded $30 a pound for the first time in two and a, two and a half months, something like that. Uh, closed up 2.5% on the week. I really have no idea why. <laughs> uh, all right, money section. We talked about uh, the precious metals really moving uh, – in opposite to what the dollar did, the dollar really dropped. Big drop, almost a 2% drop. Yeah, it started as soon as uh, some of the election numbers started to clear up a bit, if you will. Uh, DXY closed 92.28 for almost a 2% loss. Ten-year uh, treasury after last, last week's post-panda pandemic high of 0.88% fell five basis points to 0.83. That's 
not really much. <laughs> We're still in a zero rate environment for all practical purposes. Uh, stimulus hopes, more money printing uh, had a negative effect on the dollar index. All right. Uh, the markets here in the U.S., Mickey, unbelievable moves. I, I kind of had to laugh because I remember for the last weeks and months, pundits were saying, well, a Biden presidency would just crash the stock market. But it hasn't come into fruition. I really think that the stock market likes the idea of a divided legislative and executive branch. So, uh, And uh, that looks like we're what we're going to get. So there's going to be a government stalemate, which means uh, there will be no rise in corporate taxes. There will be no rise in overall taxes. You know, it, it reminds me of a thing I did when I was in high school shop, and I made this little wooden toy, and you crank the thing, and it goes in and out, and it goes nowhere, and it's called a do-nothing. And I gave those do-nothings as gifts to some of my my cousins and they quite enjoyed them and you know i am back in missouri hanging out with the hillbilly cousins and and we pulled out the do nothing the other night and tuned it up a bit and got it going again but i think that's what we're looking looking at <laughs> going forward well let, let's start off with the numbers here mickey give us uh what's happened with the dow jones i mean that was up close to seven percent yep Close at 28,323. Now we're still down a couple hundred points on the year. Uh, S&P 500 up over 7%, close at 35,10. NASDAQ closed up 7.6% to 11,895. The NASDAQ, you know, big tech loves Biden, so uh, uh, it's up 32% year to date. Uh, we'll see what happens, you know. A little editorializing here. We, For the first time in 36 years, Trevor, we have a soon-to-be senile sen senior citizen as POTUS. It's been since Reagan's in, in 1984 where we elected somebody that's uh, old and not exactly in complete control of his mental faculties. A little editorial there? Uh, Mickey, I know you've been busy uh, with your family, uh, having some fun there in Missouri and also doing some work. But uh, I don't know if you noticed, there was a lot of gr probably a lot of green in your junior market, uh, junior resource portfolio uh, the last couple of days. And uh, uh, well, Venture Exchange obviously yeah. shows that. Yeah, and I think that's driven strictly by the rise in gold price because uh, it's happened over the last couple of, years, couple of days. Long with as soon as the gold price started to kick up, here came the venture exchange, uh, roaring back, closed uh, up. I'm doing the math in my head. Uh, 57 points this week for an 8% gain, closed at 7.45. Now, before we get real excited about that, uh, we were at these levels most of the summer or late summer, anyway. So, uh, but it's good news for. Your junior stock portfolio it's come a bit sooner than i thought it would you know we still have tax loss season uh getting ready to gear up here in the next six weeks or so um we'll see what the market does but certainly some of the gold stocks uh, which 
in retrospect, in hindsight, were buys over the last couple of weeks. Uh, maybe time takes some more profits. Yeah, it very well could be. I mean, seeing some of the financials from the producers, I mean, the well-run companies are uh, just basically rolling in cash now with that $1,900 gold price. Well, you'd certainly <laughs> hope so. All right, Mickey. Uh, it's been a wild week here. In fact, I, I don't know about you. I'm glad this week is over, although I know... You know, the, the pundit tree is not over, but at least this week's over. Uh, what do we have to look forward to next week? Well, I think uh, gold still looks good. You know, I think we're going to see some safe haven moves as we continue uh, with what appears to be a Biden presidency and a Senate, Republican Senate. Stimulus will be coming, but at some point in a Biden administration, but I think it will be muted and the markets will like that. Um, but for the week, next week, we've got CPI and PPI in the U.S. Not a lot of, not a lot of data coming, but mark my words, Trevor, it's going to be weeks before the presidency is officially decided. I think it will go to the Supreme Court, uh, even though it appears right now that Biden's going to win. That's the probable outcome, but it didn't really matter, in my opinion, which side uh, was behind. It was going to stimulate a bunch of lawsuits. Both these sides were loaded up, and so uh, I think that's good for gold. Uncertainty will be good. For uh, gold. Uncertainty is definitely very good for gold. Uh, Mickey, it, again, great to have you back on, and uh, it's not too early to get into the holiday spirit with the Christmas music behind you. So, uh, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, I look forward to, to next week, and have yourself a great weekend, my friend. All right, thanks a lot, Trevor. That's it for today's recap on the Metals, Money, and Markets Weekly. You can catch up on Resource Sector News every morning on Mining Stock Daily. Watch, listen, and read Mickey's work at mercenarygeologist.com and tune into this show over the weekend at kitco.com. Thanks, Mickey, and thanks as always to our loyal listeners.